0: I think I think a big piece of that is getting the strength and conditioning staff involved. Uh, I find coaches, uh, administrators can be a little more hesitant to introduce new concepts in. I've found strength and conditioning staff typically uh, is a little bit more forward thinking. And, and so they're able to, to speak into things a little bit more. And, and, and they also have a pretty good BS meter a lot of times. Um, at least some of us do. I mean, at least some, yeah. Other,
1: other people, other strength coaches, you might be part of the BS problem with some of the things. Sure. Coaches. Right. Well, <laughs> well, and part of that might just be boards across their back and <laughs> the
0: game, or... Yeah, there's some pretty brutal stuff that still happens, but I, I think a lot of that might even come just to survival. Of okay, if if uh, if I want to actually make this work, then I can't push too hard, and I just kind of have to be part of the system, yeah. and and that push but but if, if there's a genuine curiosity I, I i find that is typically more in the training side of things than in the medical side mm-hmm.
1: okay yeah so. and to get into specifics um you know i i think it's it's that curiosity piece right as strength and conditioning you have to have the curiosity as the coaches you have to be wanting to be on the edge and looking into what's new what's out there you know and and a, platform like this and you know other ones that are putting this stuff out there are very integral to beginning that conversation of like okay here's what we suspect is happening let's start talking about it let's figure out a does it pass the smell test does it seem like it would work and then let's start looking into this let's start um trying it out getting in with players and you know As as we're working on this stuff, how can we be a resource to coaches as they're looking at developing this to where, okay, directing towards research. Here's the research that backs us up, you know, that they've been doing out at Cincinnati. Here's, um, you know, here's just some of the avenues that we can help with this, and that's really – Part of what we want to do, and and as uh, Joe said, is bringing this to the masses, bringing this into high schools, and starting to to work with kids at that level. And instead of waiting for it to trickle down from the elite level, you know, because that happens slowly, how do we get this from a grassroots type um, foundation and get it in with high schools, get it in with coaches? And as kids are coming up through high schools, you know, through some elite programs, training in this stuff, now they have that expectation of, you know, I had this in high school. Why is it not happening at the college level? And and starting to build it even from that. So I I think there's some of this organic conversation that platforms like this and and others where that conversation has to start and has to start happening so that there can be awareness around it and then the curiosity to push that that development forward. How do you handle that being an early adopter in something that might have some pushback?
0: Uh, Hardhead like just kind of an idiot and it's like this is what needs to be done we grew up on a farm in midwest right so so farmers are just you know what we're just going to put the work in it doesn't matter how hard it is we're just going to do it uh and so kind of that that's the mentality that we have to have with this is you know what there's we know it's going to be a hard fight it's going to be be a battle um but but if you're just transparent and honest and authentic about it uh, and, then, and then you're just willing to put the time in, beat the bushes, get out, talk to, to parents, talk to coaches, uh, do whatever it takes. That's, that's really what we are doing is like, okay, um, anytime, talk, talk about early adopting, anytime that there's something is discovered in the research realm, in the academic realm, there's a, what is it, 10 to 20 year lag time between actual adoption into clinical practice I mean, like as soon as it, but
1: there has to be that dichotomy to filter through the bullshit though, right? Yes.
0: Yes, correct. And that's where there's different ways that you can filter it. You can filter it through longevity and then you can also filter it through adopting and saying, is this actually working? Are we getting results with this? And um, and and so that's that's where um, so the initial data is out there, uh, and then even just anecdotally, we when we first um, we first introduced this into a, a local small co- private college here here in, in Des Moines, and um, so so we did that last summer. We we, went and we took their their soccer teams through it, and first game they were they were on the road playing against another school. Uh, And and we got this feedback from the coach. He said um, one of the girls took a a hit in the head from the soccer ball and the trainer from the other team that was providing the care ran over, uh, started assessing her and everything and and told the coach every single time that he's seen a player get hit like this, they've sustained a concussion. And the player jumped up and was able to go forward and no issues like it, it, it took through all the testing and, and nothing there so so it's we're seeing it there we're seeing it played out uh, again University of Cincinnati has been doing it for 15 years 10 15 years so so it's not that it's uh, that it's um, against science. It's not that it's really far out there. The, the processes that they're adapting into the performance model has been used on the rehab side for years. But now it's just taking it and instead of asking the question, um, how can we rehab somebody? It's how can we get them stronger, better, processing information faster, protecting themselves so there's less risk for injury.
1: For our listeners out there that might be wondering, what are the different types of concussions? Because we have some young, we have some aspiring coaches, established and head coaches, and you know, so maybe a refresher for the established and the heads. But for anybody that's, you know, an aspiring coach, what are the different types, and what can they essentially do about it?
0: Yeah. So, so there's a, a couple different types of head injuries. So, so you have uh, like you, you have mild traumatic brain injury which a concussion would fall into that category and then you have moderate and severe uh, that would be more like blast victims uh, more military sustaining or um, severe impacts uh, so so in sports setting for the most part you're talking about a mild traumatic or mtbi uh, or concussion is kind of a subset of an mtbi um, but but then when it comes to that, then there's there's seven different phenotypes of concussion. So uh, so with that, um, kind of the acronym is Coach CV, and, uh, and so the different phenotypes are uh, it could have cognitive function. It could have ocular motor or eye control. Uh, it could be affective, mood, um, behavior, things like that. Uh, it could be cervical, so related into the, the neck and the spine, which I want to come back to in a second. Um, and then the H stands for headaches. C stands for cardiovascular, and V is uh, for vestibular. Yeah, and I so...
1: Keep, keep going on this. This is good. Yeah,
0: yeah, so, so that's where... That's where even when you're looking at from a rehab standpoint, you want to look at okay, not just uh, did you have a concussion? Now you sit around and do nothing for a couple of weeks, and then now you can go back to play because you don't have a headache anymore. Well, you might still have cardiovascular issues, you autonomic function where you can't shift your your fueling resources where you need them to be in your body, and so or it might be a cognitive like Sam had more of a cognitive. Uh, aspect and then a little bit of the effect where, where his mood and behavior change. So so that's where we're dr- drilling down from a diagnostic standpoint of not just did you sustain a concussion, but what type of concussion, so that then we can actually be targeted with our rehab.
1: How do you so, do then? So for our listeners out there, like okay, cool. I, I I work with football, and they had this type of severity. Like, what are the things that they need to be then doing to to be helping their athletes?
0: Yeah. So. Uh, so so if, it's a, if it's a provider, I would highly recommend looking into getting some training from the Carrick Institute. They're, they're starting to, to do not just um, fellowship-level training, but they are starting to do uh, some boot camps and things like that just to help with so basic it, foundational.
1: With a K, how do you spell it? C-A-R-R-I-C-K.